Hey there, Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. And something I wanted to let you know about is a brand new podcast, a podcast that I was lucky enough to be guest number one. It is called Resilient Real Estate Investing. Do me a favor, go check it out. Just in the last couple of weeks, not only has my episode aired, but you heard from a syndicator who spent eight years in prison. You've heard from a movie theater operator who has had their side hustle produce 20 properties. Future episodes will record around the Roofstock's head coach, a college student evaluating properties, and of course, an army recruiter who discovered private money. Again, do me a favor, check out Resilient Real Estate Investing. On with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time, back with a good friend, friend of the channel, James. How you doing, buddy? Hey, good morning, Michael. Good, good. I'm so excited to be here with you today. I've looked up to you for a while now, so watch your oh. daily news and why not? Helps out a lot of people, including myself and a lot of friends and clients. So thank you for that. Oh, absolutely. I, I enjoy it. It's something I've been doing for 30 years. I just the last couple of years, I talked to a camera after I yep. kind of summarized my day. So it's it's awesome to see that it's helping folks. Yeah. Uh, James, uh, we have an important topic today. I think uh, the real, I and you've heard me say it, I think housing is going into a depression. I think the economy is going into a recession. There are scary, scary times coming. Yeah. For me, the important thing for people to realize is what lives behind fear is opportunity. And I want to have this video specifically for real estate agents. Real estate agents today should be terrified. They, the last two years were easy. You probably adopted bad habits. You probably bought too many, too many things on lease. You've been flaunting a life that maybe you don't deserve yet. And you're going to have your comeuppance. Yeah. Uh, Brian, Brian Lebo from Vegas calls it months of life. Uh, we've heard from other experts on my channel talking about cutting back. Um, I want to I want to flip this and tell agents that if you can tweak your mindset, you have no idea how much opportunity is in front of you. And this is not opportunity to list or opportunity that for buyers, those will be there. It's opportunity to build wealth through owning real estate. So James, do me a favor, introduce yourself to the audience, what you do, what you've been doing, a little bit about James, and then let's talk about this mental shift that I think real estate agents should do. Absolutely. So my name is James Michener. I'm in Prescott, Arizona. Uh, I'm a real estate agent. I run a team of 15 agents. We did uh, 318 deals last year and uh, for a little over $100 million, um, do some wholesale. So we did uh, 16 wholesale deals, two flips, and uh, two buy and holds through that. So, um, and just like you said, this is the time for opportunity, Michael. What, what I've noticed is we get the first deals that come through. So when a client's in distress or something or whatnot, they ask, what should I do with this property, right? And if you're in a position to buy, or even if you're not, but you can do some creative financing, that's the way to take those down. And the majority of my good, good, great deals came from my clients and my friends that were wondering, what do I do with this property? I, I just want to get rid of it. So I offered a fair price. They took it. Obviously, it was below market because they needed work or whatnot, and there's no commissions, and I paid the closing costs. So um that uh, those opportunities led up to 20 rental properties and leading me to be financially free at this point in time with cash to lend out doing hard money notes uh owning the 20 rental properties which 14 of those are paid off which wow I really like yeah yeah which is amazing yeah. so the cash flow is dave, dave ramsey would be proud 
Yeah, yeah. I, it feels great. You know, I asked. And it does. People, yeah. I'm like, should I pay these off or leverage the money? And you know, it was 50-50 each time. And uh, some of the older people that I talked to, they said, pay them off. You, the feeling that you're going to get from that is amazing. And you're you're 34 years old, so for you to be in the position that you're in, you're going to make so much money going forward that you might as well just pay them off. Make sure your family's set and then keep going. And That's do you awesome. plan on stopping working? I'm like, no, not necessarily. Maybe pulling back a little bit, but not stop. I'm not going to stop working, but because I want those opportunities. I like it. It's yeah. fun. So, it helps a lot yeah, so let's talk about this mindset shift. Cause again, I'm, you know, some of my date weekly experts like Jason Pritchard, he's his superpower is his mindset, right? This yeah. weekend, he talked about having 31 projects going on at the moment, Jeez. 31 yeah. projects. I think it, I'll be close. I think five of them were, you know, like done and ready to sell. I think three were an escort to buy. So if you pull back 31 to like 23, that means 23 active projects, private money payments, teams. I'm like, whoa, I'd, I'd pucker up with that. He's like, no, I'm good. No, I'm yeah. going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to sell faster. I'm not going to do day. It's just your mindset keeps you sane. Yep. Uh, and I, I think there's a lot of real estate agents that are, and again, if you watch the media, being terrified is easy, but yeah. I want you to understand again, real estate agents, you are in such a unique position. People reach out to you when they need to sell. Yep. I got to tell you the next two years, I'm not buying for anybody who wants to sell James. I'm only going to be buying from people that need to sell. And if you need to sell, you're going to an agent. If you want to sell, you're going to stick, you know, you're going to do for sale by owner or whatever and maybe get lucky. But if you need to sell, you're going to get this on the MLS. Yep. You're going to get the most eyeballs on it. And uh, that's, and I think real estate agents need to realize that, you know what the, you know, like I think you said you did 318 transactions last year. Yeah. I'm just going to wild guess it and tell you you're not going to do 200 this year. Um, but you could still build a lot more wealth. Wealth yeah. is built through um, owning properties. Our, um, what is his name? Andrew Carnegie, I think his name was. He has yeah. a saying that 90% of millionaires are created uh, with real estate. 90% of millionaires were created via buy and hold real estate. And the next two years, via creative financing, seller financing, it's, it's going to be an amazing time if you open your mind to creativity. We're yeah. not going to be buying with cash like we did the last two years. It'll be creative financing. So talk about that. Yeah, so we actually have, we're at uh, a little over 220 deals this year, Michael. So we already- I meant we, next year. I meant Oh, next year. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Next year is going to be tough. We're already seeing it transition. So um, yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, I think mindset's going to be huge. I think what you need to do right now is educate yourself on creative financing, right? What is sub two? What is what is a wrap? What is a, a novation? What is- yep what can I do to get an owner carry? And the more information you know about that, the more, the simpler you're going to be able to explain it to the seller. Because if a seller, if you ask them to carry the note, they're automatically afraid, right? Yeah, and of course. all you have to explain is you're in first position, you're the bank. If I default and you can keep my 50,000 plus whatever payments and interest I made, right? Yeah. And then you get that property back. So it's almost as if owning an annuity or owning a rental at that time. So I think the mindset needs to be when you're meeting with somebody is if they need to sell and there's a need there and they need fast and simple, then you can, you need to be able to offer that either through investors that you work with so that you're getting both sides of that or you being the investor yourself and trying to own that property. 
Yeah, what I would tell what I would tell people coming up because I've lived through a bad cycle before. I've lived through a cycle where people are being foreclosed on short sales. You have to listen more. Yeah. This is not a time for speed. The last two years, it was speed and cash. That was yep. the only trick you had. You had to beat everybody else to the punch. You had to beat everybody else to the signed contract. The next two years, a lot more discussions, comfortable listening, multiple follow-ups, you know, because they may want to sell today, but they may need to sell tomorrow. It's 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 just gonna be a game of follow-up. And um yeah, seller financing, they gotta trust you. If they yep. feel like you're out for a quick buck, forget about it. Even if they're yep. in a position to say yes and it's best for them, no chance. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 a big deal. I, I think the best thing that you can do right now is be authentic, right? Be genuine. Everybody was pushing so hard for money, this money, it was a grab at everything. So the more authentic you can be and the more like you can show them, hey, I'm an individual investor, this is how I help other people, this is how my family is growing. And, and you're not some big, you know, open door or Redfin or Zillow, you know, they want to sell to people that they know are individuals and that they can trust instead of working with a corporation. I just had a client of mine write a letter to a seller explaining that her family was living in a fifth wheel. They had been waiting for a house for X amount of time. Uh, they, you know, had good jobs, but they were just waiting for the perfect house. They wrote that letter. They beat out another offer. So they bought the house for 825, beat out another offer for 860. And I think you can tie that into making your offers as wanting to own rentals or investments, right? Mm -hmm. You write a letter explaining who you are, what your family is. And if you can add that little bit of a factor into it, you're probably going to beat out some other competition because they know that you're serious. Uh, let, me, let me share an idea that I'm doing right now. And, and folks, if you're a real estate agent, real estate broker in the Central Valley of California, specifically Fresno, Madera, I hope you listen to this because I want to buy at least one of these and I might buy a dozen. So here, here's what I'm thinking. So uh, in my market, luxury is dead. Yeah. In my market, luxury is 2X the median. So call it 800K and above, right? Anything in my market, 800K above, unless it's like a unicorn is just not moving. Uh, there's a lot, A, so that's one, not moving. Two, uh, I've never bought there before, right? I'm a cash flow rental. I'm below the median. I've, I've never even, my most expensive single family home is probably 300 grand, right? Wow. So I'm, I'm 20% below the median, right? Yeah. So I'm looking at this going, damn, there's this really nice part of town. I would love to own a home there. They're all 800 and above. They're all less than 10 years. It's kind of like new Fresno. So what I want to do is I want to find an owner that wants to sell, that owns it free and clear. Right. And they're going to be, they're probably going to be in a position where they could take a lower price. Right. Let's just pretend, let's use some numbers. They want to list it for seven, seven ninety nine. dollars In theory, I could offer them 600 right? Big discount spread, blah, 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 blah. And it, it might work. But James, what if I did this? I'll offer you your price, 800 grand. I will give you 10, 10% down money. So I'll, I'll give you 80 grand. So the real estate agent, real estate agents, you're going to get paid if you deal with me. You're going to get both sides if you deal with me, by the way, you'll get six, not 3%. Yeah. So they get paid. And then the seller and I work out a owner carry for 15 or 20 years. Because I'm going to be very clear with them. And I've actually done a video on my channel. I'm a landlord. Yep. My intention for this 800K house is to rent it out. 
So what I'm going to need, let's just pretend I could rent it for four grand. Again, we're just making up numbers here. I'm going to pay you 2000 bucks a month for 15 years or 20 yep. years. And at the end of that, I'm going to give you a big old balloon payment of, I don't know, I'm making stuff up now, 600 grand, 550, whatever it is. Yep. So A, they move on, right? Because they want to sell this, you know, elephant, white elephant that's not moving. They don't yep. want to be there anymore. They want to go to Texas or whatever. They want to go with family. B, I get another cash flow rental mm-hmm. where I've never, I like, I'm buying Park Place or Boardwalk on the board. I'm getting terms that allow me to get past, you know, this whatever bubble we're in, right? I got 15. I might do anything less than 15 and I prefer 20. Yep. I mean, that's, that's something I'm trying to do. And by the way, if this works, I'm ready to do 15 or 20 of these. Yeah. So what do you think of that crazy idea? I think it's a great idea. I really do. What I've been telling some of my clients that want to buy a property and they're not going direct seller doing the wholesale route or whatnot is look at properties that have been on the market for 60 days, 60 plus days, and have your agent pull that search and just start offering, just make offers. Because there's people that are hungry out there and they have the idea that the market's still strong, which there's a lot of equity for sellers that still builds up. I mean, here in Prescott, it went up like 60% in 18 months, right? So if even if it went down 20%, you're up 40 since 2020. Um, so there's, there's room in there for them to move, especially like you said, if they have to sell, right? If they have to sell. So I think that's a great idea and just trying to work those terms. I have a lot of friends that are getting, they're doing exactly what you, you're saying and they're getting 0% interest too. Cause they're high equity, huh. right? Yeah. 0%. Yeah. 0%. Yeah. I, I've done that. Yeah. I, you, yeah. Yeah. You get this imputed interest thing you got to talk about with the seller, but it's definitely possible. Yeah. This is, this is why it's a communication. And again, I'm being very clear with the seller, right? I'm going to yep. give you, I'm going to give you 10% cash. So it's real money. It's not like I'm asking you for a hundred percent loan. Yep. Um, I just need the payment so that I can cash flow this thing. I'm a, I'm landlord, you know, I'm just, I'm going to try to up, dude, I I'm envisioning this upgrading my entire portfolio from, yeah. you know, below the median to above the median. I could 1031 all in. It's, it, it could be amazing. I just got to, I have to prove it works once. And if it does, I'm going to go nuts. Absolutely. And I think there's different things that you can look at with your portfolio now too. Yeah. I know you and I had talked about this before. Like, do I sell some of that single family and go into multifamily, you know, larger projects? Yeah. I mean, multifamily has been pretty hot, but when it gets that hot, Michael, we both know it cools down pretty quick also. So there's going to be time. And I think exactly what you said, and I keep telling my clients and my friends, I think by February or April, we're going to see a decline of 10 to 20%, maybe even higher at that point in time. So just pump the brakes, but it hasn't hit hard because the feds haven't said that there's like a recession, right? But right. We, we will be after the holiday season so that they can keep their numbers up. And it's a psychology game. They want people yeah. to go spend for the holidays. So they're not yeah. going to say that right now, is my opinion. So, you know, so I, Prescott, I, I don't know Prescott at all. So these may be stupid questions, but it's, it's yeah. kind of a retirement community. It is, like, yeah. Oh, the average age is like 56, 57 years old, yeah. Yeah, there's not a lot of industry or whatever. No, but there is a lot of money here. So the oh, average no, a house, lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. The average house in Prescott was selling at one point in time for $900,000, you know, which is crazy wow. because we have so much California money coming in nah. and then <laughs> Californians moving out and going, they're yeah. used to making all that money. And so the yeah. appreciation here has just been just insane. So what I'm curious as you, what I'm calling for most of the country as we head in the, in the year is falling inventory, right? We had a spike in July, mm-hmm. probably a spike in August. As, did it roll over in September or is it still going up in your market? 
the inventory has leveled out a little bit, so okay. we've kind of plateaued, but uh, it's gonna it's starting to creep up. I mean, once you have those interest rate spikes again, like the normal now is seven percent. I just had a friend that closed at six point eight. Great credit, everything, right? And yeah, crazy. Six months ago, it was you know, or eight months ago, it was three percent. It's like what? You got to be kidding me! So yeah, the rate of when, change is crazy. Yeah, and when that rate changes, you're gonna see buyers pull back a little bit, and I think. As we get into the holiday season, people get a little bit more afraid. They're seeing how much they can actually spend. And when they see those rates go up, but the price is not really adjusting, people can't afford it at that point in time, especially in Prescott. We have a lot of people yeah. that are backing out right now. Yeah. So I'm curious. So I understand buyers in Prescott. Who are the sellers, right? When somebody sells in Prescott, is it somebody because somebody passed away? Is it somebody moving from you know in individual home to live with family? Who are the sellers in Prescott? Yeah, so sellers would be obviously our population's a little bit older. So um, probate estates, um, okay. older people that have bought those McMansions that always wanted that big house that are now wanting to downsize. I want um, smaller. It's too hard to clean. Yeah, and honestly, we're having a lot of our families move away too because the price of everything has gone up so much. They can sell their house, make a couple hundred grand, move to Kentucky, Tennessee, put down a large down payment, oh. have better industry, and they have a large down payment so that, you know, they're, they're just dispersing throughout there. A lot of them are going back East and a lot of the older people, which is crazy to me, are going back to California to be with their grandkids. They just don't care about the money uh, at this point. They're doubling up or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. Um, and then is there a lot of new construction at Prescott or are these like all older homes? No, there's a lot of new construction going on. Yeah. We've had subdivisions pop up to all over the place. There's one being built just across the street from, from my house right now. Yeah. What's an what is an average home today? Is it like uh, so nine hundred grand? Are we talking three thousand square feet, or what are we talking? Yeah. So if I I just got the uh, report this morning for oh, the cool. uh, Prescott Valley. Okay. So Prescott Valley is just like right. It's basically ten minutes drive. You don't even notice the transition that much, right? So okay. the median list price is four ninety nine. Oh, okay. uh, right there. So price per square foot is two eighty seven. Right. All right. We're at okay. average of 55 days on market. And it used to be a, uh, like when we look at the uh, market index where it goes from zero to a hundred, it was at 90 just four months ago. Now it's at ah. 40. It's oh. just insane what's that, what that's done. Oh, and then, down, yeah. If we look at the Prescott market and you'll see the difference here, um, that's below 40 for the uh, market index the average the median list price is 782 and the mm -hmm. price per square foot is 334 oh, and wow. the average days on market is 68 we were at eight days not too long ago eight days now, on market, now we're up 60 we're up two wow. months but why is that it's because of what you say all the time sellers just they they fomo right they feel yeah, like wish pricing yep wish pricing exactly so when I go to an appointment or I'm talking to a seller, when I'm doing the canceled expired or for sale by owners, or even my sphere of influence, I'm telling them, we're not in that market. If you want to sell and you need to get back to Texas or you need to get back to California, this is the price that we need to be, right? Well, yeah. another agent told me this. That's not, that's not the yeah. truth. Go, you know? go with them because uh, you'll come back to me in 90 days. Yeah, exactly. Here's my card. Just remember what I wrote down. Yep. So seeing yep. seeing 90. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Man, it's crazy. Um, let's kind of close this with what you're telling your team, right? I think you told me earlier, you've got 18 people on your team. Yeah. Is that right? Yep. So you're a leader of a team, high producing team doing have another great year. I think we both agree ne next year, 23 is going to be rougher than this year. 
Yep. They're probably scared or nervous. Um, what are you telling them? How do you encourage them? Because I think a lot of agents, if they just twist their mindset from being, hey, I'm an open house doer to, wow, I could build wealth. I could be like James and have rental units. Uh, it, it's really a mindset. How do, how do you get them to see the opportunity in front of them? So I started telling my team this about 12 months ago. I said, save your money, save your money. We're going to be peaking. And then there's going to be deals that are coming. So right now I'm saying, follow up with all your leads right now. While other agents are leaving the business, you're going to be taking over the business. And then once, when you see a deal, just keep looking for that deal. Cause what you look for is what you're going to get. It's like when you buy a new car or your ex-girlfriend broke up with you and she has a Honda Civic, you see Honda Civics everywhere, right? Well, if you want a house that's beat up or needs some work and it will be a good deal, you're going to find those. And right now is the time to kind of change your mindset to talking to your clients about, hey, if you're really in a hurry, this is here's the option. We can list it on MLS. You'll probably get a little bit more or we can go the easier route. We'll buy it cash or, or these are the terms that we can use. So I'm telling my team, look at the creative ways to to sell, sell a property or buy a property from one of your clients, follow up with, with your clients and your leads that are coming in because that money that you're making right now will pay huge dividends in the year 23, 24 going forward. So yeah. we've been pushing, and I've been pushing this for 12 months at least with that. So that's awesome. Yeah. yeah you got to get thinking ahead and playing, you know, playing chess versus, versus playing checkers is, is awesome. And, and being a leader like yourself, when the market was still hot, telling your team to save, some of them probably didn't listen. Like, what is he talking about? This is, yeah. this is easy. We had eight days on market, like you just said. There's yeah. nothing easier than selling houses when you have eight days of inventory um, or days on market. So um, good for you for doing that. And again, I think, I think the real estate agents that, that have that mind shift to wealth creation, meaning ownership, yep. um, will, will stay in the business. And the ones that have a transaction mindset, they're going to go become baristas at Starbucks or whatever. I've already seen it happen. I walked into Kohl's the other night, right, to return a vest that I had. And the lady at the front was the lady that had worked at my brokerage. And she had taken ah. a couple of deals from me. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, because people knew her, right? Yeah. And now she's working at Kohl's. And I'm like, wow, that's why. And I told my wife specifically, I said, this is why I continue to work hard because I don't want to be in that spot. I don't want to be back at Home Depot. I want out of this. And that's why we invest our money. So uh, I think that mindset's going to be huge. Look, um, let me ask you a question, Michael, real quick. Sure. Um, mm -hmm. What I've noticed is a lot of my mentors, and maybe even including yourself, the majority of your wealth was made from probably 2010 to 2020 or so in a 10-year span. And mm -hmm. so whenever there's a downturn in the economy, there's that opportunity that you're speaking about. And I think a lot of my mentors and a lot of people that I've, that I look up to and ask questions to made their money during the recession because of their mindset and their creative thinking and just pushing through. And I read your book one rental at a time and some of the stuff that you did during that downturn was pretty incredible. So if you guys haven't read that book, I would definitely read that. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very interesting to look at it that way. Um, so again, my, my journey starts in 2002. We buy eight houses, eight single family homes, high leverage, you know, 80%, 90% LTV back in the day, uh, all cash flow. Um, and then right at the peak, we 1031 out. So we're sitting in apartments, probably 80 units or so. The market rolls over. Um, so I would say all of that was pre-peak, right? Because yeah. we're sitting in apartments at the peak, it rolls over. Then, like you say, we make other great moves. We start private money. We start doing this. We buy crazy. Um, so I would say probably 
40 percent because again then the market turns around and we we buy again for me it i always do great deals yeah. Uh, I recycle capital, right? We sit here today with a nice portfolio, none of our own money in the deals because mm-hmm. uh, we're taking it all out via uh, sales or cash out refis or, or whatnot. Um, it's an amazing position. I, yeah, I th- you know, we, we did okay 2010 through 12 for sure. Um, but the key is always do the work. Yeah. What I hate, what I, what I don't want people to hear from this is, oh, Michael only did work in 2010 to 12. No, we had 80 units already built before that but we got out at the peak into apartments yeah then we went ham and then we kept going and then the other thing i we've had some great moves i wish people would appreciate the moves we've made we started flipping homes for the first time in in 2008 maybe 19 2021 yeah. we did 56 i'd never flipped before but it was the best market ever to flip so we did and wow. then i stopped flipping nine months ago because i'm like damn this is going to get scary <laughs> i know yeah. So, um, yeah. So what am I doing now? I'm trying to do seller financing. I'm trying to upgrade my portfolio. Like before I'm always making moves and playing, I'm playing chess. I'm thinking two moves ahead. Yeah. Um, so we've done deals every year. Uh, haven't done a deal yet this year, but I plan to do one between November and Christmas. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a fun game. Like you said, I'll never stop this, this game. You're 34. I'm 50. Uh, I'll never stop playing it. Yeah. So quick question for you. So you haven't done a deal this year yet? Not yet. I've, I've written a lot of offers, but no d- deals are made in the follow-up. I never want a seller to take my first offer. Yeah. Yeah. I just had that happen. A guy wanted 210. We went back and forth, back and forth. I ended up getting it for 130. Now I just, you, it's, you know, you want to be the cat, not the dog. Right. So exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I think that, what about your wholesale? Cause I know you have a wholesale group that mm-hmm. is close to you that you work with. What are, what kind of deals are they pulling down? Are uh, they the difference? No, they're definitely, they're skinnier deals. We've done a lot less of them. Um, yeah. I help, you know, I I'm telling them they, they're not, they got to buy better. I I've been telling yeah. them all about six months ago. You know, there was a couple of months where I'm like, none of these deals make sense. You guys have no idea what's coming. Yeah. You just, you, you know, you think you're doing it, you're buying it at 70% of ARV, but you're really buying it at 85. These, there's no meat on these bones. They, they now have picked that up and they're, they're buying better. I do. Th- I think this is all going to, I think the next six to 12 months is all term deals. That's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to get focused on is yeah. stop playing in the cash game. All I want are term deals. Yeah. So it's a, it's really a mental shift. And frankly, they don't, they don't, they don't have it yet, but we're trying every week. I'm trying to push. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's uh, always good to get in with like the wholesalers, the real estate agents. And like you said, uh, if a real estate agent works with you, they get 6%. So that's 3% if you're buying from them directly. Which is, I w- again, folks, yeah. I want to buy an $800,000 home in Fresno. That is the peak market. I will bring money to table so you're paid. I will talk with the seller to make sure it cash flows so everybody's happy. It's a win-win. I have, a whole, I, I, I have lots of seller references if you want to get a reference on me who's who I've been paying back for years. So it should be a very easy transaction. But Mr. or Mrs. Real Estate Agent, you have to pick up the phone and call me or email me. Uh, I will help you get this done and you will get paid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. James, where can people find you? You have an amazing YouTube channel that you're spinning up. People need to check out. Yeah, thank you, Michael. I appreciate that. So the Financially Free Realtor on YouTube. And then I'm on Facebook. Financially Free Realtor. That is an awesome name. Yeah, yeah. Because here's the thing. If I can go from living in a single wide trailer eight years ago to owning 20 houses, you know, 20 doors, uh, then 
why can't somebody else do that? You know? And I think there's so much when you're a real estate agent, there's so much that you can do to, to get yourself up faster and faster than any other industry. Because if you're buying rentals and you work as a real estate agent and you want to do hard money and you want to do some fix and flips and you want to do some wholesale, all of that falls into your lane. So instead of having to have a side hustle, you have five hustles in one and you're a Swiss army knife at that point. And so that's what I'm trying to teach people is, uh, you know, agents or investors is what can you do to be able to get financially free using your income or using your, your real estate income for the most part is what, how do, how do real estate agents build that business so that they can pour into their rental business, their loan business there? Yep. Yeah. I, I think, I think real estate agents, again, if, if you're, you're living in fear about falling transactions and I'm clear, I think they're falling 50% across the country. I agree. Um, there's just so much opportunity coming. If you just get out of the fear mindset and, and open yourself up to what's possible. And like you say, if you look for it, you'll find it, whether yep. it's the Honda Civic or not. So James, keep doing what you're doing. Keep leading by example. Uh, again, one more time, where can they find you and uh, have a nice day? Uh, financially Free Realtor on YouTube and Facebook, James Michener. So thank awesome. you, Michael. I appreciate thank that. You. you got it, brother.